episode 15, part two of Modern Masculinity. Please make sure that you don't forget to like, follow, and comment and enjoy the rest of this episode. I think what's sad is that he was manipulative enough to make me feel terrible about it, as if it were my fault that it was something I was doing wrong. Um, the gaslighting. Mm, gaslighting, right. Yeah, that ton. Yeah, you did. But see, when I think about my relationships with the masculinity with my ex-husband, um, we never talked. Mm. Like, serious conversations. Deep. Like, yeah. deep conversations. We never, like, he didn't know my story until I got with my other half, mm. you know, years after. So when I was married, it was kind of like living with my mom and dad, like how they would argue, you know, my dad would always, well, my dad physically beat my mom on occasion. My dad's not that anymore. He's a big teddy bear, but it's just like, there's those bad times that I was around and I was so used to that. that I was like, oh, okay, well, this is normal with my ex-husband, how he treated me and right, talked to me. you don't know different. Right. And so... You know, that masculinity, I was used to, I'm like, oh, okay, this is how a man should always be. And then who I'm with now is complete opposite of what I've been used to. You know, like he shows emotion. Like even before he went through the program we went through, he still showed emotions. He still showed, like we had co- long conversations and like, you know, feelings of how we felt. Never even had that with any any guy before him ever. And so that's what drew me to him. Was. Yeah, that's that's rare, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of becoming more common now, with you know, because more people been, are yeah, it's more opening up but... and going to the therapy and going to the counseling, yeah. and you know, because back in the day, I mean, I can tell you, whenever you know I was married and he, we got divorced, you know, him going through par- therapy, he didn't want to do it because it made him feel like he was a wuss, you know, that right only mm-hmm. weak people only weak people go to that, and that's why he never would go to therapy for his anger problems and whatnot. And then after we divorced, he finally went. He only went two months and thought he was fixed. <laughs> no. Yeah. So <laughs> takes years, people. <laughs> yes, we're still. Even though we did a three four month training, we we still work on ourselves. Say a little bit, Tedra, about that conversation you had um, about the differences in age gaps. With, oh, with my therapist, yeah, her th- her theory based on okay, yeah. So I had I had a my first New Year's therapy session this week with my therapist, and I had brought up to her how, um, like I was just really shocked to see some of these younger men be more gentleman like and have like the old uh, chivalrous behaviors, like opening the. I know it sounds so simple but believe it or not most men nowadays are they may open the door for you but that's it they are not you know pulling the chairs out they're not opening the car door they're not putting your jacket on holding your purse none of that shit definitely not talking about their feelings i'm guilty of something <laughs> yeah you don't well, but that's, but that's the new man like mm. they are not doing that the anymore f- yeah but they don't do that anymore <laughs> most the of hell? them well i would say I certain age better. groups like are my age and older. Well, you didn't see that growing up my either. My mom did. No, my mom did teach me to. She to did. Do that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. It just depends. I think it depends on. I'm calling your mom. Like, <laughs> but from my experience, I noticed that men of certain age groups just don't do it. But for some reason, this 27-year-old that you know I've been seeing for a little bit, he does all that stuff. I never had to ask him. He had a good mom. Yeah, he did. And then she said, well, give me a good dad, too. To <laughs> she represent. said, well, the thing is, is that um, 
like a lot of the younger men and by younger men, I'm not saying just 20s, it's their 30s as well, are running circles around the older generation of men because they are learning from their mothers and sisters and, and seeing the positive side of social media and they're actually stunning on how to treat women right and learning from that instead of the old school way, the old toxic masculinity of where men are like getting together and actually having conversations about how like, yeah, you shouldn't be taking her out on dates frequently. Like you're paying the bills. That's enough. You bought her a car. That's enough. You know, knock her down a peg if she's misbehaving. That's the old school way of thinking. But now the more modern men that are truly op more open-minded and educated, <laughs> like mm -hmm. want to actually be good husbands and fathers are making that effort. So that's what she had brought up. Yeah. And again, the, uh, like the pendulum swing mm -hmm. of, like I always talk about that, any type of like movement or kind of yeah. social So she said movement. basically the older men are getting phased out of dating because they can't compete. And then the ones that are younger, 30 and below, 30 somethings and below are succeeding and also taking the older women because they're learning and, you know, evolving. Yeah. yeah. And then when you see like all the, the, sort of toxic Sigma male mm -hmm. red pill stuff yeah. that came out online. It got pushed like really heavy a few years ago, but what now is that group called? I mean, it's, it's just a bunch of different. Yeah. Like, and I think it started think, with like incels sort incels. of too. I mean, there's still going to be men of all age groups that are going to listen to that shit and get. Yeah. Even like young, like that's yeah. what I was scared of. Like hearing this, but if they're person smart and they can to think our on, on YouTube. Gonna... Yeah. Well, I think the pendulum is swinging back the other way where the majority of people now see that as like, you know, ridiculous pretty much and like don't subscribe to it. And so you see a lot of them, like a lot of people are just, they're not getting views and, you know, and women, as popular. And women, we're banding together. Like there's um, Facebook pages where women will expose men and talk yeah, about, and a lot of like towns. these are the games that they're playing. So we're learning also to where those behaviors are. Are you necessary. dating this guy? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Or if they do this and they're like, no, like that's a tactic. So we're learning as well. So I think that's also another reason why those men that continue to have the toxic masculine or whatever behaviors that they're not getting away with it as much as they used to. Yeah, you no. eventually will get exposed. Yeah. Like. Did you, there's this dude in Detroit, I think, uh, Michigan, that found out that his picture had been spread all over this website, and rightfully so, because he's a complete douchebag, mm -hmm. but he's suing for defamation, um, like right now on that, and I'm like, well, there's no better way to show that you're a complete douchebag and everybody on there is right, and now all of Detroit knows that you're right, and now all of TikTok knows that they're right in saying that you're piece of crap because you're like <laughs> suing all these people including um oh facebook i think so um but i think uh natural selection it kind of shows up in the incel group because thankfully evolution is a beautiful thing and they won't be able to procreate <laughs> yeah. it was like once they get a girlfriend Nobody wants to deal with those asses like one of the main guys and i, I think i was telling you this story about he went on uh, back on, I don't know if it was Reddit or 4chan or something. Some 4chan still around? Yeah. What is oh. that? Oh. 4chan? Isn't it a website yeah. that like people would go post on because it wasn't publicly accepted? Yeah, it's like, like well, so there was like uh, ideas. Nine gag, and it's kind of those um, sites where you can go and like the conspiracy stuff that would normally and... get 
like, like government eats babies and stuff like that. Or you wouldn't be able to talk about on. Does that really happen? No. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm going But it's like, yeah, all the conspiracy theories start there and QAnon and all that stuff. But um, stuff that you can't do on like Reddit all tends to kind of, everybody goes there. Like dark web stuff mm-hmm. as well. Like black web yeah. type yeah. of things. Yeah. Okay. And uh, one of the guys uh, who was helped sort of like found the incel movement ended up getting a girlfriend and was going to get married. And he came back and told everyone like, hey, guys, I'm not going to be posting anymore. And they everyone just called him a traitor. And, <laughs> you know, Should he's he like, a girlfriend? this yeah. isn't the way to go. I realize now this, you know, this is wrong and we shouldn't. He's like, look, y'all, pussy really is the best. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because. <laughs> and it's OK if I'm whipped. <laughs> all it takes is them getting some for yeah. Them to completely change like their a committed, views and be like, oh, okay, this isn't. But this is also the group that a lot of like, like cr- really crazy like people have come out of and like go off and like try and do murder people. Yeah. Um, and like Elliot Rogers stalk them and do crazy stuff. So he came, I think Elliot Roger came out of that. Do better. That um, movie. but that goes into like dating um dating relationships both for women and for men in modern masculinity and the 21st century and like balancing and pursuing women especially in the context of like this me too movement so i know that we had a lot of conversations about the me too movement and i'll talk like both me and danny love comedians Uh and when we first started dating was right around the time that like so bomb after bomb after bomb dropped with like you know you you almost expect it from like the really big names um like epstein but then to hear that you know louis ck like oh i don't know if y'all know him but he was one of my favorite comedians and i'm like damn it you too (laughs) he was the guy he was jerking off on the phone and like asking women if he could jerk off in front of them. like just come to my yeah hotel room so yeah, I can me. come on myself and then you can leave. <laughs> and he's like, well, it's not cheating if we don't have sex. But he was still using his influence and power. And he yeah, came he's out like, and well, said that. Well, I got consent, but still. Yeah, he knew. Gross. Yeah. And I will say he probably was like, okay, I recognize I did wrong. And he was one of the first persons who came out and was like, I did wrong. Yeah, it was one of the um, not bad things of all the things of happen recently and then more of our favorite comedians but like how would you say dating in the me too movement since that started before you and i got together did that change how you approached women and did it change how you approached like sex with women and what were your thoughts on that at first and have they changed since the beginning of it i think a lot uh not really me personally because uh not to you know toot my own horn or whatever but I always because I am an introvert really like I would always get approached by women so like when you're not the one initiating the you know and you're they're just like giving their number and you know stuff like that it that's sort of how I like I didn't run game you know on anyone I didn't go and read the pickup artist or I did watch the the 
pick up artist show on VH1. What is which that? Which is hilarious. Am I like living in a hole or something? Oh, it's like the hole. best show. Well, you've had kids and stuff, and you don't have you watch more probably Blues Clues than you do uh, whatever this dating thing is that you just mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> it's where they, they take a bunch of like nerds and dorks and stuff. So and you, then they you get didn't them. really have to ask women out on dates. They would just give you their number, and I've, I have never asked approached a guy. Oh, I've always been the one to approach. Me neither. Yeah. Always approached me. I always approach because I just saw what I wanted. I'm like, you're it. Um, I'm getting it. Damn. I mean, I have, (laughs) you know, like, obviously I I initiated the conversation. You approached me. You made me feel special. So I I have done that, but. But even then I was still the one like driving like, hey. probably like 90 to 10% of like me being approached and then just sort of like pursuing that which probably is why most of them ended up the way they did was i'm just kind of like oh okay i'm going you know i'm going here now and you were the passive yeah just like going with you know along for the ride Mm -hmm. so like personally i i didn't really have to change anything because i don't i wasn't you know like doing anything really to you know that would be considered you know, right, like, edgy or like edging into the Me Too thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, from my perspective, I do notice men don't approach women as much as they used to like 10 yeah, years was, ago, I would say. Yeah. I was going to say that part of what I have, you know, just heard by like following all the, you know, the incels and red pill is all they do now is complain about like, oh, if I go and approach a girl like, you know, we used to, I'm going to get accused of sexual assault or she's going to say that I raped her or something like that. Right. But it's a bunch of guys who probably weren't going to get, you know, like anything positive from approaching them in the first place or, you know, it's like guys that don't have girlfriends being like, well, I, I can't approach a girl now, you know? Yeah. And it seems like a lot of what I've heard as well is like the Me Too movement. Men who support it are saying there is a problem and they're the kind of like you were talking about your friends earlier advocating um, for masculinity in a different context than what you were placing it in and saying, look, dude, I'm going to hold you accountable. Like you represent us and that's not okay. It takes a lot of that. Um, that is rare. Those also. are the ones. Yeah, it there is rare. There are like really, you know, mm-hmm. like really misogynistic conversations right. that happen. And, you know, and those, yeah, they make you very uncomfortable when they do happen. I will say at at work, like certain jobs that I had 15 years ago, like you would hear a lot of that where there'd be a like a. I worked in a warehouse in like 2007. Didn't you say you worked with older men? Yeah. In that warehouse? Yeah. I mean, well, there was a mix of like everything, but there were women that worked in there. And whenever they would walk away, you would hear like, ooh, you know, like, I'm like, look at that ass and stuff as they walked away. Tedra, and- did you work? With him back in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll take your welcome. Thank you. What are you talking about? We got we that all the time ass. we're at. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's kind of the norm, especially with, to me, older men mm-hmm. yeah. still talk to me differently and are uh, they do less yeah. respectful than yeah. men that are, you know, 30s and under, really. They, mm-hmm. t- they tend to tr- talk to me as if I'm their equal. The ones that are older tend to talk down to me. Yeah, it makes you, it's very uncomfortable when it does happen, but a lot of times 
it's someone higher up or it's your boss or something. So I can't really say anything about it. So I just kind of, you know, like they'd be like, oh, 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 and do a little nudge and you're just kind of like, ah, you know, and then mm. just try to get out of there as quick as possible. Yeah. And we are in the South. So sometimes that's just popular anyways. Cause yeah. There are more views that do, way. Yeah. Yeah. Of like traditional. And that's what I was going to say is like the, the, the anti me too movement, the people who are like bullying women or putting down the movement because they don't feel like it's legitimate or these men are being um, attacked, you know, or they're just afraid themselves to be attacked. Like I, I do recall um, in dating prior to finding you, the, and even with my ex, like that movement scared him. And I think it's because he was doing things, which mm -hmm. I noticed even after, like he was pushing the envelope. Yeah, I've never heard a, heard a really truly good man say those words. Like, oh, I'm yeah, worried I mean, about that. Like, well, it's not that he said that. If you're not doing down, anything, he's like, the women. Yeah. He's like, women are just coming out, like coming up with these stories just to get profit or notoriety, and this stuff isn't real. And they just want their 10 so minutes of like fame. somebody who said that I was using the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting, right? <laughs> How it works two ways. Asshole. What were you saying? Uh, Small penis. That was my train <laughs> And it's like they think that traditional feminism, or excuse me, they hate feminists, actually, or anything to do with feminism because it's standing up for women and women's rights. But they, they want women to be traditional, mm -hmm. uh, which means that, hey, if I do something that feels like rape, just accept that I'm a man just being a man. And uh, that's your role as a woman is to be sexually give to me like, hey, I opened the door for you and I paid for dinner. Don't jackhammer us. <laughs> oh, God. One thing I've never understood. You just triggered <laughs> her. <laughs> oh, my God. I heard about that one too. <laughs> Fire hydrant. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, uh, one of the things I've never understood was like you know the guys that'll pull up next to a woman walking down the street mm -hmm. and be like, hey, you know what's like, where are you going? You know, like catcalling, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like I've never understood because generally, if something has a zero percent success rate, like you stop doing it. But it seems like I don't think it's ever worked. Like ever, if a woman who's not like a prostitute <laughs> getting in your car after you've pulled up and been, you know, just like made her think that she might possibly be raped, yeah. you know, like they're from used this interaction. to it all the time. And men talk about like why why do women, you know, why are we so cautious? Or I think I, there was this TikTok dude who was like, I wouldn't go on a date who wouldn't let me pick with a woman who wouldn't let me pick her up from the house on our first date. Um, Look, you could be a stalker. Yeah. And like walking home from high school, I remember telling you this story. I had a guy, um, it was like one time I had to walk a to my grandparents' house and there was a dude in a car and he pulled around three times. He like followed oh, me. Yeah, yeah. And he kept trying to pull, like he'd get in real close and I'd just keep walking and I'd ignore him and ignore him. But I'm like, you know, a junior in high school and... This man had to have been in his 40s, but he's like trying his hardest to get me in the car. And he went from being like the cat caller 
to the like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's cool. I just want to really help you. Like, where do you need to go? I want to drop you off and mm-hmm. I'm trying, right? And then and then the third time he pulled around and I didn't get in, he started becoming that like aggressive, like you bitch, yeah, you, like, you, you're you a slut and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, dude. It's like the guys on uh, get help. dating apps. <laughs> Medicine. They're like, give me like, uh, oh, show me, send me a picture. Show of your me tits. your titties. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, no. And it's like, you bitch. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's, it just reeks of desperation. Yeah. Do you it's, get any of that, Tetra? No, but I have had like them ask for the snap and then they immediately want to like, like sexual. I mean, yeah. What like, percentage would you say of like the men who message? Um, oh, it's will immediately go into like sexual. Oh, it's small. It's like less than ten percent with oh, me because good. I think just the way that I don't put any like promiscuous photos and the way that um, like I just don't start. I try not to. Because men, when they see that, they're just like, "Oh, she shows her cleavage yeah. or her ass, and she must want to." And talk. some are just going to go like that. I haven't had that many issues, but I've heard of that being an issue on dating apps, like the unsolicited dick pics. I've only gotten that once. It she, is a nice looking one, so I didn't complain. She has a much. picture with <laughs> her picture profile is her in a turtleneck, is what it is. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good job. No, don't kidding. touch my no nose. Oh, I'm like, well, shit. But that's just how you know. I got. She pretty much looks. I will say, like, yeah, men are less likely to really like message first sometimes on any apps. They're not like as forward or like um, maybe because they are scared. I'm not sure. Probably because they think that you're too good for them. You're too then beautiful. Then why match with me? Well, you know what I'm saying? Because okay. <laughs> they're trying to play up, you know? That, and then, like, if, so, as soon as me and my other half matched on, you know, because we met on Tinder, mm-hmm. um, as soon as, you know, he he actually swiped up for me first, or swipe right. Was yeah, it swipe, swipe right? right? Okay, swipe right first. And then I, when I swipe right, swipe, ugh, swipe right for him, that's when it says, like, matched. Mm-hmm. I didn't immediately message him because I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep going down this list. Yeah, I prefer <laughs> them to message me first. Maybe that's like me being just a little too needy or ma- wanting them to be more masculine and come after me. Um, one of the things that we have on for discussion is like the paying for dates part. Yeah, I was about to say. So one thing that I'm noticing, and I, and I think maybe a few years ago I would have been against, I do think the guy should pay for like the initial date if he's the one that, you know, asks you out. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding now like it's nice to a lot of men – that um, don't have the toxic masculine, you know, energy. They don't mind. They appreciate if you will actually plan a date and pay for it, or at least pay for half. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Before I was kind of like, oh, I would never do that, but I think that's okay if you know I make good enough money. I did I that kind of like back days. and forth. It's like a once mm-hmm. you're seeing each other yeah, often, I like, think it's nice yeah. to do that back and forth. Yeah, well, yeah I've always it, just felt that shit's way. Shit's expensive like, right now. It is, and that's why I'm like, why? And plus, it shows them that you're not just using them for their money as yeah. well. Because some women do go out there and they only date men just so they can get drinks and food and whatever. Yeah. So if Shit. you're reciprocating it and you actually do uh-huh. pay for some stuff, then it shows them that you actually are interested. Listen, I'm not like comparing fast food to restaurant, but I just went to go get Taco Bell for my family. <laughs> okay. Four people. You know, Let me guess, I was thinking, I was thinking $20, $25, no, fucking $55 yep. fucking dollars. Yeah. How many tacos right. did you We get? did barely got anything. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, it's There's just like a, yeah, it's, way it's stupid. More it's like everything on that dollar menu is like, it's not a dollar menu. It's like five and below. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, babe? Which is like, 
a men's expectation, I guess, either from women, like you mentioned wanting to be messaged first. And I think that's a natural want or desire because before we had dating apps, before we had cell phones, you always wanted, I wanted as a girl um, to be approached first because then I knew for sure that they were interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just a natural want for, well, for like a woman. I was also taught men are supposed to make the first move, not the woman. Yeah. I mean, I think I recall that as well. But like, what what's your thought on that? Because you're often the person who gets approached, right? right? <laughs> um, so I think like one of the things that I always thought was funny was, and I guess it kind of shows you the like the imbalance is uh like whenever i had a tender i think i i mean at at one point i had maybe like 20 matches or you know people that had liked me and i looked at a a a girlfriend not a girlfriend but girl who's a friend of mine's uh tender and she had like two thousand men had like 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 yeah yeah, and so it's just it's just this like massive kind of like women are more selective it seems like yeah with like initiating that but the you know you got like i mean that's like a 99 to 1 yeah. you know ratio just kind of like why won't men be nicer to us than these this shows how dumb yeah. well these if, if men there's are. a lot of men on the date or dating apps like my other half was he said he was just swiping right just to swipe right yeah he wasn't like i think a lot of really? people do that where you just yeah. swipe right on like everything oh wow because there's some people that they'll when they're telling someone about a dating app they would literally be like dude just swipe right on everything yeah and then that's, you check d- your matches yeah and it's like, i well, think I guess that women are different we're like looking yeah we're just like, nope. shots to each nope. other nope. <laughs> kendra <laughs> was helping a friend of ours go through her uh dating app and that friend was panicking. She's like, is nobody good enough? Because it had been an hour and like, Tedra was like, nope, 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 swipe is strong. But I think most likely it's just because there's way more risk in dating for women than there is for men. We have, I'm at a really high risk of a lot of things. Yeah, please stop posting your fish Men are not great. Laying in bed with no shirt on. (laughs) Danny's. I don't do that. You got a dad photo, which is just so sexy. (laughs) I wanted that that dad bod. Mm. But do you feel like um, in pursuit of women on that dating app, like when, how did you end up matching with people? And then um, when you did go on dates, did you feel the necessity to like pay for the date up front? And... Um, just kind of hitting those like expectations of like a man's role in dating. So I would always uh, sort of just assume that I was going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually we'd talk for like once we did match and I started messaging. um, I mean, once we matched, if I, if I liked them, you know, or liked the pictures or whatever, I would start messaging right away. Yeah. So I didn't feel like, I guess nervous about that part of it because it's like you've already said you, you know, yeah, I'm interested aesthetically. Yeah. You like me, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I always just grew up like that too. Where I, you know, my mom was like, you know, you pay for a girl's date and you do, you know, you open the door for her and like you said, pull out the chair and all that. I've gotten 
way too comfortable now that I don't like do that <laughs> stuff. As much. Now it's like open the door. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on it now. I'm gonna get it. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna date you again. Ooh, yeah. keep pursuing oh. it. Yeah. I'm, I need to invite you on these podcasts more often. This is a good thing. Um, then he's getting lucky to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and. You're uh, welcome, Courtney. Thank you. Yeah. Um, everybody. Uh, stop it. <laughs> Am I blushing? Yes, you are a little bit. You got the giggles now. I'm trying to be professional over here. <laughs> I've got the, we've got looks that we hear. So so Danny, did you ever the, send an unsolicited dick pic? Matched <laughs> <laughs> and just I never, yeah. it. Here you go. Here's I have <laughs> been begging him for an unsolicited <laughs> dick pic. Yeah, I don't think I've ever I seen his... anyone. Uh, no, he's probably I afraid haven't. his phone's gonna get lost and someone sees it. <laughs> no, I. And then search for the owner of it. Neither of us. Does this is this your penis? Does it belong to you? <laughs> is this your penis? <laughs> I go around. Can I get have it you seen this? Whose penis is it? <laughs> if, if he ever goes missing, I'm going around with the dick pic. Like, has have anybody seen, seen <laughs> this penis? So I, I think an interesting story that I recall you telling me um, is that on one of these dates, and correct me if I'm wrong, from like a dating app, is that, or maybe multiple, but like it seemed that you were interested in actually getting to know someone and that woman actually like sexualized you and almost seemed to be completely, <laughs> look, look at the face, sexualized you. traumatized. And, like, <laughs> she wanted to pounce it on you. It was like the most like aggressive. She was she like, let me get that deal. Yeah, she like saw I've him ever... for his looks and then yeah. immediately discounted him as a person and was like, I, I need dick in my life. Was she an older woman? She was, <laughs> <laughs> she was 38. And how old were you? 26, okay. 27. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. 27. That might be. Sorry. That's not that sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she definitely, there were some uh, new moves that I had never experienced before that <laughs> left me a little bruised. Mm. Oh, damn. Wasn't a dry hand job or something like that? Oh, oh ouch. She no. should have known better by ah. that age. Are you okay? It was a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Are you trying to smooth the wrinkles out? No, that probably would have been better than what it was. I don't remean, No, it was a... I, I am sorry you experienced that. I can't yeah. believe about We apologize. You don't, have to, okay, you don't yeah. have to share. I was like, it was this... You don't have to share. No. We already know it, how yeah. horrible it's it was. It's just bad. Oh, okay. It's yeah. just bad. Um, what about sex, I guess, then? Like, in general, like, today, in approaching or addressing, like, misconceptions and consensual sex respectful intimacy what's your take on that both maybe your yeah. own take for yourself and then like a general like m take on like men's perspectives like in the context of like dating like tinder dating or just like talking about how so what do you think are some common misconceptions about men about sex what are the most common misconceptions about men with sex like for example i used to think that all men were like corn dogs and were constantly wanting it would do anything to get into your pants and that was yeah. from my own exposure to that's toxic most. men that's most yeah there is a, a lot of that i uh i think as guys get older they tend to like libido wise slow down 
and then women tend to speed up. <laughs> yes. Oh, <sorry. laughs> yeah. It's intense. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. I mean, I'm literally dry humping the table right now. I, and Can you I, feel that? <laughs> the table was shaking. <laughs> um, I do always joke, like, if thank God I can't have get a boner, like a physical boner that you could see. Didn't I just say that the other day? Like, yeah, I would be trapper keeper that, in that shit all day long. That we were walking around in middle school <laughs> trying to hide our boners all the time. I didn't. Okay, we so. Used to have, like, I used to literally have to take my textbooks. And whenever I'd get, and it was always the same class. Why would like you get a boner grade, in a class? What were you looking at? Math. You were looking- <laughs> <laughs> it was just, that's, yeah, all men have said, like, they didn't even have to think about sex when they're at that age. No, just you're, getting- and you can't, yeah. I, it was always in the, uh, on the drive to school. I think it was the vibrations of the car. <laughs> but, and I would sit there and you're literally, like, arguing with yourself like yelling at yourself in your mind going because you're just getting closer and closer to the school and then you're like oh we're turning here and i'm literally going go down go down go down go down because i don't want to get out you know and then so that would almost every single day tucking them in your pants no matter yeah and so i would try to you know get out with like if i had my lunchbox or my backpack and i would like carry it in my arm and try to you know like walk once you start walking and it and then courtney know, walks by and you're like oh like, <laughs> <laughs> if i had only known <laughs> and then it was fifth fifth period math class this is in sixth grade when it like first started happening and i didn't know like oh, what God, was happening yeah, the sixth grader oh, oh yeah oh, it's ha- it's happening for sure no, okay. i got a that seventh poor grader baby. Oh, God. do we need to buy him like a jacket to tie around his waist just so <laughs> he's he's gotta work that out on his own he had to he's gotta figure Don't it out on his own everyone, they all gotta figure it out don't embarrass him out to the wolves. put this around you when you get a boner no. Yeah. Then he'll so never get another one again. Some, yeah, I'd, I'd tie my windbreaker. I'm not making sometimes. a psychopath, huh? I'd tie my windbreaker yeah. sometimes around just, you know, and then yeah. you, because you get out there, I guarantee you, like, you probably didn't notice it. Obviously, you didn't notice it, but no. all the boys coming out of their classes are holding their books in their hands, kind of in front of them. No, that's what they're I doing. I didn't, but I never really looked at that area ever in high school because I wasn't that sexual. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that stuff. I was thinking about you know. I was thinking about oh things, God, clothes. I need to fix my hair. I need yeah. to put on some lipstick. Mm-hmm. I need to brush my hair. I was thinking about like the most I thought about was like the first kiss, you know. And I think we were talking about the differences. Is like my first date. Whenever we went to go see a movie, I'm just thinking all the time. God, I hope I get like a kiss. And then he said, like, whenever he would go to the movie theater with a girl around that same age, he was like, man, I hope I get a hand job. (laughs) (laughs) That's what people like. I dated a guy. He dumped me the next day because I didn't he he didn't tell me to. But we just watched a movie and, you know, and had a I thought a great time. Next day he broke up with me because I didn't suck his dick in this movie. Yeah, I had a guy break up with me because I wouldn't have sex with him the first night. Well, I hope that dude is somewhere. Uh, at 300 pounds and 30 kids. No, he has one kid, still a bartender, Ooh. but has a hot wife. Damn. I still hate you. Yeah. <laughs> if you're out there listening. You know that guy we went to the bar um, for your birthday? 
when you were 21? Oh uh, yeah, no, I hardly remember that birthday. Thank you, Guam. Well, it was it was that it was that guy that. Are you supposed that to remember any of your 21st birthday? Do remember their no. 21st yeah. birthday? No, I, I don't so. remember anything past like eight Gosh. o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So it's funny. Eighth grade around then too was whenever everyone, all the guys started making up stories about like, Oh, I had sex over the summer mm-hmm. with wires. You know, this yeah. girl, she, she was from Canada and she moved to our neighborhood okay, just for Greece. the summer. And everybody <laughs> would like, John Travolta. Yeah. You had to come, you know, then you had to come up with a better story. <laughs> But yeah, this is exactly like Greece. Yeah. Essentially. Oh but, what but, is that? And then you find out, oh, nobody's having any sex whatsoever. <laughs> but there were girls that would be like, they'd make a deal for some reason and be like, can I tell the guys that, you know, that, you know, that you gave me a hand job or something? And they'd be like, okay, fine. I never had anybody ask me that. Damn, I guess I wasn't cool enough. Or to at least be. at my school, we talked about how not cool on. we were. They okay, never asked us. They went ahead and just yeah. yeah they I would did say have it, one but... that did that in high school too, but he got called. Didn't out. you say something? Uh-huh. You I did, did say something about yeah. that. Glenn has a similar story to that. Yeah. Actually, I gave him Roadhead when we went on a date, and I didn't even fucking do that shit. Yeah. Um, but he was like a popular senior or junior. I was junior. He was freshman. Was he senior or junior? I can't remember. But he was popular. He was in football. That's why everyone's gonna believe him. Yep. Like. No. That's so sad that, but what is that about men? Like, why do y'all feel... trying to one-up each other, you know? Why do y'all it's a feel competition the pressure? And everyone wants to be the cool guy, mm-hmm. you know? Would you say I mean, that's, that's part like, of, like, toxic masculinity? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's yeah. just, yeah. you want to, and all these guys are together, and they have to try to one-up each other. So if you don't have the story, you got to go come up with one, yeah. and then come back, and then all of a sudden people think you're cool. You know, but that's where a lot of it starts. And I mean, that goes from middle school all the way through, you know, high school. And even like you said, in the workplace, too, whenever the woman walks away and the guys are like, oh, yeah, did you see her? Mm -hmm. Or they may even I'm sure some adult men in the workplace or whatever will say that they slept with a coworker or something just to sound. Oh, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. The hot chick in the office. And then like I remember where I where both Lena and I worked, um, what became our boss he was promoting a lot of that like toxic um talk like using see you next tuesday terms yeah i mean like openly but because he what tells me that it was okay for him to do it is that he'd been able to get away with doing it for he was over 40. date the hr lady but with um promoting consensual and respectful intimacy and and sex something i do want you to talk a little bit about is why didn't you try to sleep with me on our first date inquiring minds Mm -hmm. to know Um, we've we've talked about this (laughs) first i know i know the answer but yeah i think it's important for people to hear had you know like i've been uh divorced before and have had like long term relationships you know like three years two years and i just wanted it to be I was serious about it and I wanted I was looking at you as like a relationship not just a you know hang out easy lay type thing you know so I just I wanted it to not be about that from the start on our first date yeah you wanted a true relationship yeah so I wanted to know like whenever you know you can talk to somebody and 
Right, because we'd been talking a little bit beforehand. Yeah. You reached out to me on Facebook Messenger. and um, I'm also generally not, uh, like, I don't think with my dick. Yeah. Generally. What? I don't <laughs> even have one, and I think with this. Oh, guys. <laughs> she thinks with her clitoris. I'm thinking with your dick, with his dick. I think I got a dick, maybe. You do. We talked about <laughs> yeah, we it did. last time. Yeah, it scrapes the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, I enjoy it. <laughs> um, but I think it's important for women to hear why, what, someone's intentions are when you're going on a date um if they're not advancing on you and if they're not making those hard moves because my fear was well maybe you don't like me like that like maybe this is just a friendship or you know and I also felt the pressure to do something to like come on to you because I wanted I wanted to solidify like the um attraction aspect mm -hmm. of it but that's the same kind of pressure that guys feel to do something mm. you know so we both feel it then yeah so it's, it's called the it's society telling you that the man's supposed to be making the moves and if he doesn't then he doesn't like you but then the man's also thinking well yeah if i make the moves then i might scare her away or she may think that so it's like we're just not on the same page yeah <laughs> I, that's, <laughs> like, that's why guys do the whole uh like move the hand to the belt buckle and just kind of keep it maybe like flick the belt buckle a couple mm -hmm. times and then like maybe try to get like tip of a finger under the belt buckle and then see <laughs> if she moves i don't know this is what guys like whenever you're younger and you're trying to get laid or whatever and you don't know like how because you know you don't talk about it mm -hmm. if you know you and the girl don't really you make out communicate. For like two hours until yeah, you're like your lips are chapped <laughs> and you're sitting there playing with you Tesha's know over here like whipping buckle. belts off and like slapping yeah. <laughs> 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 and there's like praying that she doesn't like swat your hand away or something and then sometimes she will no, which is also confusing and stuff it in her yeah. give me that thing I'll show you what to do <laughs> going too goddamn slow <laughs> but yeah. that is like confusing those because sometimes they'll be like no and pull it away and pull it away and then like 45 minutes later then they're like okay i've said no enough now i'm you know See, yeah, i've you been one of those oh glenna why <laughs> glenna's the tease of the group i think yeah. she's i don't know you I could hold out you were desperate yeah Okay, say after more. After my divorce. Oh, yeah. We all oh, yeah. Little, okay, oops, yeah. Yeah. Like, we all go a little crazy after that. Yeah. Just a little bit for a little bit. Yeah. Rightfully so. Well, we, you know, you didn't, ha you weren't getting any good dick for a while, so don't blame me. Exactly. I don't know. That's I heard yeah. otherwise, actually. Yeah. There was that one. Yeah, so you do it. I you said it was too big. It is confusing for men, but one oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that was way too big. One of the toxic things that I've noticed about some men is like, you know, it's okay for them to have the one night stand and not think anything bad about it. But if you're willing to sleep with him on the first date, then he wants to think negatively of then you he as thinks a person. You're easy. But I'm like, you, it takes two to make that decision. So why is it okay that you were okay with that? And I'm like the woman's the slut or like not wife material or girlfriend material. But then you're, what are you then if you're doing that? It's one of the things that I've noticed. Well, yeah. That men, double standard, I guess. Men are never called 
sluts, you know. I but call it's them just, sluts. I mean, there's man whores and yeah. stuff, and like we'll make fun of like, oh, so and so is a player, you know, man whore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like a player is like the good term for it. But like positive terms. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't know why that is. It's just how social construct. Yeah, like it's everything has consequences of you know the misogyny i guess in my experience in dating and this could be differently for others the small penises <laughs> just want to just own always every go episode let's not objectify <laughs> i know some men cannot anyways the men with the really small penises always want to jump into sex really quick but the ones that have the big penises the ones that i've ran into you know Take their time. No, that ain't been my experience. That's not. Well, that's been my experience. I mean, we could ask the single ladies to take a poll out there um, and throw in your opinion. But I think a lot. So I think a lot about like there's physicality, right? But then there's like big dick energy, right? Oh yeah. And there's nothing sexier than like big dick energy. Which Tetra, I'd like to say you have that. Oh, I do. Yeah. You do. You're welcome, ma'am. And baby, well, fucking like for the, sure do. Like when I went God and yelled damn. at all those kids at the pool. Oh my god! <laughs> she got like so turned on well, after I, I went and I screamed at. Now actually thinking about it. <laughs> what happened? Uh, okay, no, these so it's kids like were at the... set the scene. Okay. Hold on, and it's not just kids. Okay, when you say kids, you're thinking of like eight-year-old these kids, young adults. They were like college students. Little whippersnappers. And it was what time? Like 3 a.m. on a Wednesday. 3 a.m. on a Wednesday. And they're throwing like a frat party at the pool at an apartment complex full of families. And we've sat there and like listened to it and listened to it and listened to it. And now go. (laughs) And so I went out and I opened up the thing and I just started screaming at them to get out of there. But there's one thing about screaming. We're sorry. And I was like, just beat it <laughs> they're like that i this want a man isn't that's like, gonna yeah. take charge and do some shit. what i loved is he didn't say he did not utter one cuss word beyond me i don't know like i'm like anytime i even get remotely upset oh, i just yeah. enjoy cussing generally oh, yeah, i think it's because we're in trucking yeah i think, yeah, that's I think what so it is. that's um, my excuse <laughs> you're with us okay and he did not use one cuss word and when i think of screen i would say you used a very loud stern dad voice that was like hey this is a family complex <laughs> there are children trying to sleep around here i mean he guilted was your boner going like it's going like that right now i am tucking my dick into my pants at this moment we don't have a trapper keeper here. So. <laughs> um, it was tablet. so hot. And it's what was flip. even more out. hot was the fact that, like, they heard him, saw him, and they were like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Okay. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll turn it down. And he's like, no, you're going to get your stuff, and you're going to go back to your apartment. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Yeah, we will. And it's like 30 people. Oh. And he's like, he fucking owed it. God, we're going to need your extra room. Give us a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break, guys. Do you know what? Do you continue? Play elevator music. And you just hear... <laughs> so, Glenna, how's your day? 
<laughs> We're gonna go make another baby. <laughs> no, you gotta get that one out first. Oh, God damn. <laughs> Look, there's always you can. There's never enough practice. So talking about kids, um, the pressures in marriage and fatherhood as a as a dad right now and a protector and a provider. How do you feel like you fit inside of that box um, or expectation today? And like, how can you? fulfill those roles in a modern way i mean we have like a sort of opposite i guess normal than normal like you're you make more money than i do so i have to like deal with that but deal with it i mean i don't really like because i'm i mean that's becoming more common it's fine it's like totally fine with me like it's never bothered me or i just wanted you to say more about like I just wish I, I mean, I'm good with like. I guess, is it dealing with the stereotypes of what that means? Well, yeah, it's like, I don't know how it would like appear, I guess, Mm. to like other people because there is that, you know, that stigma, I guess, on, you know, you have to be the, like a stay, I wish I could be a stay at home dad. That would be awesome. Yeah. Get your shit together, Courtney. Like, I would have no problem with that, but there are a lot of guys who would yeah. have, like, a major problem with it. So, I don't know how, I don't really know, like, why That's because they I'm have the red like pill and the blue pill. Right? They yeah, took the, they took the wrong pill. But I don't know, I guess, I don't know if that comes from, like, my mom or yeah or what, but I just never had, you know, a problem with that. And then to be, well, even if you aren't financially like providing there are other ways you provide like that and that's something I've never thought about is us being imbalanced because there's so much you do for me like when we got together and for years after like it didn't just stop after like a month you would try to pick up the slack or make sure yeah I have ADHD and so I have to take my medicine in the morning and I'm not always the best and I don't always want to that's like when the child inside me comes out I'm like I don't want to do it I just want to go to sleep and he's he'll bring me coffee and my medicine and then he's also the one coming home and doing the dishes and the laundry and it's not that you're doing these things because you, you feel. Come to my house for a <laughs> I know. Rent? He's phenomenal. He, what's his hourly rate? What's your, well, I guess what's really your hour, I hourly cannot, rate? I cannot cook, though. Oh, that's fine. Just he microwaves know. really well. Yeah. I think you've done that regardless. I think there's been relationships you've been in where you're the primary provider, but you still did those things. So it's not like you're doing them to make up for anything. It's that you're doing them because you see that it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about this yesterday or this morning too, but it's like self-care. I am, and we did on our last episode, go listen to it. I am the world's worst about self-care. And you notice that right off the bat. Yeah. I have to force you to Forcer every day. Yeah, I, <laughs> to go take to go chill out, take a take like a nice relaxing bath. You and, have to do it every day, man. Yeah. So how can you say a little bit about that, um, and how do you promote like self care for me in our relationship, and like why do you do that? Because I never asked that from you. I, I never mean, expected I it, and it. I was kind. Of, I'm, well, I, I even think, thought like, it at first. A good healthy relationship i guess which i think you know we have is well i mean like i said a second ago just like picking up the slack 
for the other person. So like you pick up my slack and I try to pick up your slack. Yeah, it just so being see, equal instead of one or the other. Yeah. I need you to come hang out with my <clears throat> other half. <laughs> <laughs> Well, men now, it's like, okay, more, it's okay to be intuitive before it's like, um, it's expected of men to be more aloof and not paying attention to the little things. But now it's like, well, mine know, has they, ADHD. So she's like, well, I'm talking about normal about people, Glenna. Okay. But whenever they, hey. men, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying when, when men will pay attention, like they'll pay attention to conversations, they'll pay attention to what you're feeling, what you're struggling with, whatever it is. And then they'll just do the little things yeah. and they'll come back and like, as opposed to like before where it's like, oh, well, don't, you don't have to worry about like what she really likes or needs. And then, but now it's like, they're picking up on stuff like that, being more intuitive and in tune with their feelings and the feeling of their partner and mm -hmm. helping around the house. It's yeah. not where they just come home from work and they just sit on the couch and watch TV and crack open a beer. They're helping to make dinner or they're making dinner. They're helping to clean whatever right. it is, helping to raise the kids. Yeah. And I forget the term for it. Like picking up, that was always a woman's job is go pick up the kids from daycare if they mm -hmm. were working. Like right. You hear men doing that now. And mm -hmm. yeah. Well, first relationship that I was in um, for 10 years, he was very much that way. And he even talked about it later on, which is like he intentionally would mess things up so that mm -hmm. people wouldn't expect him to do it again they wouldn't want him to do it again like uh, he talked oh about <laughs> like his dad wanting his help his dad was older in his 70s and his dad wanted his help with the mowing the yard and he intentionally ran over the water hose so that his dad would get upset at him and think that he was inadequate at like doing housework and his dad did do exactly that and wouldn't let him mow the yard anymore and he was like i'm off the hook he said he didn't want to do Make everyone lower their expectations yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah, and Never men talk with my son. But that was my <laughs> expectation. You should talk with him. That was my expectation in relationships going forward. Because again, I was with him for ten years, which is don't have expectations for people to do things for you. And in fact, just go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when you came in and was, you were like, "I'm going to do this," um, and you want, you're like, "I'm going to finish the dishes," I drew you a bath go get in it. And I would feel so guilty. And I'm like, no, I, I need to. Danny's going to draw I need to get all things of us done. after this, <laughs> after we're done. Yeah. I need you to come over to Anna, Texas. Please. <laughs> See, my other half only does this stuff. Now we're really going to have a bunch of mascots dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> what kind you like Texas, Texas rate? What other team do you like? <laughs> Mavericks, Cowboys. You like okay. foosball? I'll dress up like a foosball. I'll be whatever you want. Yeah. But what I was saying is like, the only time my other half does any of everything that you probably do every single day is what she's talking about is when I'm gone for a couple of days. Uh huh. Oh, he get, like gets any appreciation. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he sees that. Oh shit, this house is a mess. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's always done it. Let me, let me clean it up for her so she's happy when she gets home. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much. I mean, he. So, those times, and then maybe me, 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 these many times on my hand Aww. a year. Probably. Mm -hmm. She's holding up one hand. Five fingers. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry. Five fingers. So maybe five days of the year besides whenever I go out of town for a couple of weeks for business or girls trip or whatever. So, um, which is not often. It's great, though, when I get it. 
when my knee, I was down on my knee, he helped. Hell yeah, after you I, were. I after bet he I, did. You know, <laughs> bitched about it. But she had knee surgery, she wasn't given a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> you might get those things if you gave more blowjobs. I gave him one the other yeah, day. Okay, right. I just, I just saw, sounded like a toxic. <laughs> I just sounded like the the red pill. Right there. Sorry. <laughs> no, you don't. Enjoying sex is not. Um, but yes. So I think there is a little bit of a difference. And I would love to maybe do another episode on partners uh, of people with ADHD. Like I'd love to get your partner on here with me and you. Because I know that you and Glenn, like Glenna would be able to go back and forth, Danny, like about that. Because I'm sure everything you just said about your husband. she purposely like every three days, just everything that I use on a regular basis she takes it and like hides it somewhere. <laughs> I when I when I do clean because I clean about every yeah, three everything days. Everything is maybe. constantly moving to different Mine does places. it every three years. So we've talked a lot about um, the toxic and now the modern, healthier version of masculinity. But how can we help men or even boys who are developing and are at the vital stages of becoming men, and they can go one way there or the other, or the men out there who are dealing with toxic masculine views or upbringings how can we promote more healthy masculine behavior i mean i think the main thing is just like letting people kids boys at a young age know that like you can get therapy at any age or you can go talk to somebody at any age about you know like i have like severe anxiety and like panic disorder and I you know we'll have like bursts of adrenaline like I mean, when we first like started I literally was like and I just can't control it you know and having it and it settles down but it took me years to like go to a doctor about it because it was just in my family we didn't talk about that we didn't do it you know my mom is like I think finally now going to you know get therapy in her 60s yeah my dad went you know maybe like twice and said they're trying to say that i'm a narcissist and (laughs) and he never went back well sounds like a narcissist (laughs) yeah exactly he's like she's against me she's get they're ganging up on me and he never went back and he needs it like he probably needed it more than anyone in the family i think i'm really glad your mom anybody needs therapy it doesn't matter if you yeah, think doesn't mean there's something perfect. wrong with you yeah. you're going it's it's good men- like maintenance mentally and for your heart and for just yeah. all together all around like healthy to do because mm-hmm. you know in my whole family we were always told not to talk about anything same yeah. don't air so, your dirty laundry yeah, yeah. You're not hearing it. You're just a one-on-one. With Gotta let yeah. it out. That's or, the old term that yeah. they would use. Yeah. It's like you're, you know, if you talk about family issues, which I, I know, like, um, is in everybody's. Like your your parents and grandparents and great grandparents. There's all these family secrets that just traditionally the trauma of it gets passed down. You know, from generation to generation. I think this generation, like Danny, you talk a little bit about like our generation how we were the rebels against like we had the punk rock you know like i'm sick of this like i'm mad at my parents like y'all made me hold all this 
in all these secrets, all this anger, all this stuff that's going on in the house, like the you're talking angst. about the anxiety. And um, even today, I think what really helps is modern science is proving that mental health is not just a weak, like a weakness. Like you're not a weak person who isn't mentally strong if you have mental health issues. It is scientifically proven. And I think veterans really attest to this, right? That you can experience things in life that don't leave you and don't, just because you've left the battlefield doesn't mean that you've left, yeah, right? that's a great example. And we've talked about it, Tejra, with your mental health coming out of, you're like, well, I never went to war. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. you, your war can be at home. Yeah. I'm getting chills just talking about it because it really is. And your war, growing up the way you did, Danny, and yours, Glenna, and mine, our war was at home from childhood and early development. And that's where you most likely started to develop those, um, the anxiety disorder and, you know, the trauma. And we talk a little bit about complex post-traumatic stress disorder and all of those things. And so now that we have science backing us and proving, no, I'm not mentally weak. I experienced trauma that is warlike and going like if you had a broken leg and you weren't you're like if i go to the hospital i'm a weak i'm a weak bitch but if you have if your mind's been broken from what you've experienced in life and you're like if i go to a therapist i'm, I'm weak yeah. no you know well, I, I think it's sexy if a guy oh, goes to therapy yes. or seeks other ways to improve his mental health especially from like you know, some of the recent experiences I had that, you know, with somebody that had a mental health issue and chose not to treat it. Mm -hmm. That's not attractive. Mm -mm. Who, I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody like that. I've learned the hard way, you know? So yeah, I think. Because they think they can do it themselves. Mental, mental awareness and getting help is very sexy now, man. It so, is. Let's and I got a big, and I have a big dick. So if I'm saying that, then, you know. <laughs> I think I'm going to create okay. a sticker that says mental health and awareness is sexy. Yeah. And we're just going to send them out to all of our fans. <laughs> I get hard over mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Save that. Boner. Save that. Um, I did always hate to the, uh, the kind of view of, well, if you're depressed, just like you need to work out. You need, you need to go and get so in far. shape. It only goes so far. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's the, that's the problem is just your, your brain chemistry is off because you're out of shape. You're not working out. And like, that's part of that like toxic culture too is just you know if you have anxiety you have depression just go to the gym yeah. just work it out and then you, you know it's like that's not because it's not gonna help that, the majority of people yeah that puts the onus on the person yeah. right the victim if, of this and issue. if you're you know a wife and a mother and a girlfriend like encourage your husband and your sons to your brothers to talk and be vulnerable because i think some women like we've said this before some women can be harsh and they they even, you know, try to suppress that yeah. behavior from men. I've, you know, I tend to be, have my walls up, but like dating and stuff, like, you know, I, I thought it was weird when a guy be like, oh, I missed you. And I'd be like, oh, and he's like, did you miss me too? And I'm like, oh, I just saw you the other day. And now I'm just like, okay, that was not good. Cause he was being vulnerable and stating that he missed me. And if I, and I didn't receive it and respond in a very kind and compassionate way that I should have. So I've, I've I've even had to learn myself to 
be a little bit better about that because I've been so used to toxic men that would not say stuff like that. And you grew up in a family that didn't really promote no. vulnerability at all. Oh, no, not at all. I had to learn that myself through the program. Glenna, we'll have an episode on vulnerability, but Glenna basically told me to listen to a book on vulnerability years ago, and I'm still working on it, but... Yeah. Yeah. But that's the whole point is that you're working on it mm -hmm. and it's an evolution and seeing I'm still working on mine too. So yeah, but after being with, with some men, extremely toxic men, now it's like, okay, like I want the complete opposite and like seeing yeah. that in here and you guys talk about your husband and your partner. It's really nice to know that that's actually what you should be looking for. Yeah. So men out there, it's, it is a turn on to have someone. I mean, I know like Danny, when we first got together, there were a lot of like things you were struggling with. Um, and I don't, I honestly don't recall, had you gone through therapy at that point? And since you've started therapy, do you feel a difference, see a difference in how you approach things? Like from when we first got together to now? I hadn't gone, no, I hadn't done really like any other work. I just gone to general doctor trying to get treatment you know for the anxiety and I always just thought you know the same thing like I just I could, I'm tough enough to you know I'll fix it I'm just gonna like will myself to fix it and you know it was not working so I mean it's and most of it's just obviously getting the right like medication is important but to the just, right diagnosis also yeah helps. the right diagnosis too because mm -hmm. i had some doctors completely misdiagnose me and give me medicine that was like not helping at all and was like not something i should have been taking so you have to like be careful about that too just just go to a specialist yeah. but now that you have gone through some therapy sessions on your own and then we've gone through our own like couples counseling sessions and even just our conversations, because I would say y'all would label me as like the therapist of the group or whatever. Um, but what do you say change from then to now? Like, uh, I think just the, you know, the just the the breadth of education on like why you're acting this way or why I'm acting the way I am, and like what's triggers that. You know, just like learning what all your triggers are and how to like deal with, you know, sometimes just talking about it, like whenever I'm having a panic attack and I'll be pacing around or whatever and then I'll come wake you up. I'm trying to avoid waking you up because I'm like, well, she's sleeping. I don't want to. But I'll be in there just, you know, kind of freaking out and then just like waking you up and telling you, you know, this is happening and like talking about it. And like getting it out there, like off my chest, usually calms me down. So I mean, just talking about it and not being afraid to be wake horrible. your partner up in the middle of the night and be like, "I'm freaking out, man." Has he actually done that? Yeah, said, said, yeah. That, said that phrase. Not. Yeah. I mean, I mean probably maybe. pretty much. So I'd be like, I, I think I need to go to the hospital, and you, you know, so like that's and happened before. Like, what, what? So. You, you, you okay? Yeah. I get to see you. Yeah, she's amazing at like, you know, being like, all right, come in here. Let's get you, get you a bath going. And like all the stuff I try to do for her on like get her to take baths oh, and stuff. She'll do for me whenever I'm 
having you know in the middle of a panic attack so because i love you mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i love that you're on this podcast and i love that you have this message uh and you have so many great messages this isn't the only one so i really hope that we get to have you back on another one of our bad bitch vibes podcasts me too that brings us to the end of another enlightening episode here on bad bitch vibes a big thank you to our special guest danny for sharing his valuable insights on modern masculinity we hope today's conversation sparked new thoughts challenged perspectives and left you with a deeper understanding of the diverse tapestry that modern masculinity is if you enjoyed this episode please consider leaving a review and sharing it with friends who might find it meaningful also Please do not forget to follow us on social media for updates. We're on pretty much all platforms except for YouTube. They kicked us out. We'll figure that out later. <laughs> we, and the reason why we have those is because you'll get updated with behind the scene content and to join the ongoing conversations that we have, as well as your feedback is not only welcome, but cherished. Yes. And as we wrap this up, Please remember that the journey of self-discovery and understanding is ongoing. Keep questioning, keep evolving, and keep celebrating the authentic you. Thank you so much for tuning in with Bad Bitch Vibes. Until next time, take care of yourself. Go do your mental health because it will give everyone a boner. <laughs> Lady boner. <laughs> Lady bo- Yeah. Big dick energy. Yeah, tuck that boner up under your waist. <laughs> <laughs>